This is a VH100 alert. We are getting Tamar Braxton on the phone oh today to chat about the series premiere to catch a beautician. Yes. We are so pumped for it. I'm hype. But we'll hold the energy for Tamar. Okay, let's. Then we'll hit up Toya from TI and Tiny Friends and Family Hustle. Yes. As well mm-hmm. as Nikki Doll from RuPaul's Drag Race. Let's get it. So, VH100 has 100 things to do today. Win. Let's get it going. <laughs> the official podcast for all things VH1 yeah. and of course Lejeune and I. If you haven't that's subscribed right. or commented, get to it. My name is Easy Manoli. Mm-hmm, that's right. And I'm Lejeune and we're excited about yet another amazing episode of VH100, the podcast. And if you find folks want to get in on this conversation, make sure you're using that hashtag VH100podcast and talk that talk with talk, us. Talk, 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 talk. Easy, what's up? I'm doing great. As you know, I had that little birthday situation. And thank you for that lovely FaceTime with you and Taj. Oh, yeah. Really appreciated that. And then, of course, we did have Memorial Day weekend to honor the men and women who have, you know, served our country and passed away from serving our country. Mm -hmm. But how are you doing? What did you do for Memorial Day? Shout out to all those who have served. You know, I kept it light and cute. You know, we're still in quarantine mode. So, you know, just kept it kind of a little grill situation in the backyard. And, you know... I had a really great weekend of music, too. And I'm oh. so excited that we're talking to Tamar because there were a bunch of really amazing lives. Like, we, last night I was watching a live, which was a battle between um, 112 and Jagged Edge. That was amazing. Oh. And then prior to that, I saw a Waiting to Exhale 25th anniversary live. And Tamar was all in the comments. Okay. She was like, period. Oh, you are you ready. So I'm so ready to talk to um <laughs> to Tamar. Tamar later. Okay. And I'm excited. It was a beautiful weekend of mem- remembering and honoring our, um you know, our fallen soldiers mm-hmm. and also for music. Yep. Okay. I mean, I did the complete opposite. I literally like did a whole bar hopping, well, like a walking thing because the streets of New York have almost become like New Orleans nowadays. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. You know, I have to get back to the city so I can experience this. Okay, put my mask on. I mean, no, it's fine. You're, you're doing good. You're culturing yourself. I'm just like drinking out of plastic containers <laughs> on house liquor Listen, on the streets of New York. It was your birthday. So when it's That's my birthday true. in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be in the street. All right. You let me know because I'll come with you. Okay. <laughs> I sure will. But yeah, I did a lot of mixing that I should not have done. Like. Regular frozen margaritas to frosés to uh, spiked seltzers to shots of tequila. It was just a whole mess. I don't know I who mean, I thought I was. Almost, it almost sounds like your previous weekend as well. Yeah, you're right. I know. <laughs> One trick pony over here, guys. <laughs> That's fine. So, all right. I think we should just get into all this because we got a lot of phone calls to do. And thank God yes. we got an unlimited plan. I mean, I'm I don't excited. know who doesn't have an unlimited plan anymore, but that's fine. I know, I know, I know. Remember the days of uh, nights and worrying weekends? Worrying about, yeah, the nights and weekends and worrying about, like, uh, ooh, ooh, I got to go. My mom's my mom's out of my minutes almost up. <laughs> Let I me know, call you after 9.01 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just to be safe. All right, so we had a new episode of T.I. and Tiny Friends and Family Hustle. We'll give Toya a ring in a bit, but first, Monica is pushing back the release date of her new album, Chapter 38. Mm-hmm. And even though she promised her fans it would drop before she turns 39, some elements came into play, like working with Pharrell, Rico Love, Tory Lanez, etc. So, you know, right. you don't really want to rush something if you're like, well, shit, if I can get one of these three amazing artists on my album, I'm right. not going to rush this out. 
And I'm 100% with it. And, you know, gone are the days, you know, where all the artists had to rush against these crazy deadlines yeah. because, you know, she's an independent artist. So exactly. she sort of has more creativity, more creative leeway mm -hmm. and, you know, control in her life. And so I I think it would be silly to sort of rush towards a deadline if you absolutely don't have to because it's your art. You yep. know, take your time. And like you said, she does have full creative control being independent, even down to the album artwork, mm -hmm. which she gave us some tea on her previous album covers i was intrigued like her first one why i love you so much she doesn't understand the thinking behind putting her on a motor scooter posing with a lollipop mm -hmm. and she's like you know singing like an adult and the album title for the boy is mine wasn't her choice and neither was the photo mm. so i'm sure there's a lot more stories but those are like you know the highlighted ones i know i'm so curious though like you know i just want to know more Oh, I know you do. Okay. <laughs> so she's just happy to have that creative control, making sure everything from the music down to the visuals makes sense, mm -hmm. which makes sense. I get it. But you know what she doesn't have control over are the weird DMs that she's getting from some guys. Right. right. And she's just putting it out there, everybody. Okay. We're not trying to date anybody until the divorce is finalized. And, of course, she wants to focus on her children. That's right. For instance, unfortunately, her son Rocco had a seizure. And thankfully, he didn't go on this multi-day school trip. And he was home with her. I know. And everything got taken care of. So now, basically, she's just all concerned about leaving his side, which any Naturally, parent would be. Yeah, as I would be as well. But yes. eventually, at if some I had point, a child, I would be very to worried to. too. I mean, literally watching seizures are scary. I know it; they are scary. I have never experienced it. Um, my sister. I haven't experienced it, but I've seen it, and you're just like, "What do I do?" I know because it's just like so sudden and like aggressive. So I'm sure it's very scary time for her. But obviously, it seems like things are good now, mm -hmm. and there is that. But Tip now is concerned about King not listing him <laughs> as one of his favorite rappers. He's like, excuse right. you. Like, you, it was like a laundry list of names, and Tip was nowhere to be found on that. And I'm just thinking, how are you hoping that your dad's going to invest in your career if you're not going to gas him exactly, up a bit? Exactly, especially when you're trying to plan a little tour situation. Yeah, because Major said it too. He's like, I saw that coming. I saw, And he's the younger one. And I'm like, oh, my God. So like like Lejeune said, King has an idea about working with different artists, which means going out on tour. Yeah. Tip is, quote, unquote, fine with it in a tip way, uh, saying if king's schedule permits and he has the proper coin to travel a tutor along right meaning this whole idea shouldn't cost him more than what he's making since the music is not generating enough money yet right uh, emphasis yet. on yet we're getting there okay yes. so this tricky wager comes into play where king has to sell 300 tickets on a wednesday night in a city of his choice and he chooses one of these three cities okay fancy choices Houston, chicago and tennessee oh Oh, Tennessee obviously is a state, so that's not helping this whole I don't need a tutor no. argument. No, it's not. We're going to definitely have to write the tutor in as a line item on the budget. Yeah. <laughs> well, I also died because he was just like, it's fine. You know, when Tip calls him out, he's like, oh, I'm not good at math. I'm like, and Tip's oh. like, well, this is a geography thing. So I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah, double time on the tutor. Let's double that go. budget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, listen, stuff like that happens when you're put on the spot. 
Yeah, exactly. And you're flustered because especially like having a father like T.I., I can't imagine too. Mm Because you have to be on your P's and your Q's. You got to be on top of it. With him. And the lesson is starting to dawn on King a bit that a Wednesday night show might not be the best idea. So he's like, oh, maybe doesn't have to change the day. He's like, oh, maybe if we get the tickets down to 250 instead of 300. And Tip's like, okay, but are you thinking about your demographic? Because there's young kids who go to school and they probably can't attend a show on a Wednesday night, Mm -hmm. which Tiny was also bringing up that point. And she's like, I got to get involved now because I have to get this shit done for him. But Tip is like, no, drawing that line in the sand that this is between him and his son and the little manipulative ways of putting Tiny against Tip are donezo. Yeah, he says it right for that. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. It's between me and you, boy. (laughs) And speaking of donezo, Toya's mom wants no part of Walter at this housewarming party. Yeah. Things got a smidge awkward. A little bit. Sometimes it happens. It is. I've I've had those situations quite a bit of time. All right? (laughs) When the family gathers. When the family gathers or the friends (laughs) gather or ex-lover pops up and you're like, oh, okay. (laughs) And there you go. So let's get Toy on the line to chat this through because it was was a nice party overall. Yeah, it was. It was. All right. Hello. (gasps) Ring, 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 bitch. Hey, got Toya on the line. Hey, we got Toya on the line. Hey. <laughs> Sorry. Are we a little too loud? I know you had an interesting Memorial Day, so I don't want to, uh, <laughs> in case you're hungover, I will try to bring it down a couple bring the notches. Bring levels down. To, to Foghorn nah, you, level. You guys are fine. I'm just waking up and oh boy. <laughs> oh, thanks for so picking much fun. up. Yeah, no, I'm sure you did have a good time. Is Shay still passed out on the patio furniture? Oh my God, like Shay is the life of the party. That's like my childhood best friend. Like we've been friends since we were kids and she's never changed. She's been lit. I'm Shay, so I get it. Once I saw her at the start of your Instagram story, I was all like, "Uh uh-oh, there's the Emmanuel of the party. And then I was like, is she going to pass out soon? And then literally I went to each chapter and I was like, and there we are. I was like, okay. (laughs) I did it, but I saw that your mom was there too, bringing that same energy to the housewarming party too. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, my mom keeps that energy going. Yesterday she was a big kid with the kids. Yeah. And and then she turned up with us. She is so fun. I loved it. I loved it. Mm-hmm. So the housewarming party was a lot of fun. Obviously, she she had a good time. Uh, I guess a good pregame with BD. So oh did BD not give you a heads up that like, hey, we're running late because of this? Because you were like, yo, where is my mom at? Where is BD at? And then all of all a sudden right. it was like, boom, we are here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that night, I, like I was looking like I kept calling them and nobody was picking up. I'm like what's going on? Like she said she was going to come. She's not here. I was starting to get a little annoyed. But when she walked through the door and she was like, done, done, I said, I know you lying. (laughs) 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 I'm like, mama, because I know it could either go two ways Mm -hmm. with her. So I just was like, uh, not tonight. Uh, she did have a good vibe like coming in and I guess she didn't get Regine's memo on how your house is supposed to be the quote unquote ready to go to sleep house. <laughs> she tried it. <laughs> I know. I was like, I don't know because between this Memorial Day Instagram story and the, I don't know. I was like, I don't think Toya's place is the place to go to bed. Right. Regine always coming for me. Okay. Like she just, <laughs> the crazy part about it, she's the first one to pull up to everything that I'm having yeah. at the so-called go-to-sleep boring house, yeah. you know? <laughs> right. She's right, that right. girl. 
<laughs> I'm done. <laughs> but I want to talk about what you talked about when you went into the room to chat it up about Walter. Because you can tell that there was a little bit of pain there for your mom with some of the comments that she made towards Walter. Uh, um, My mom and my dad, they... It's just this chemistry between the two of them. I think they really still love each other. Mm-hmm. My mom sometimes let her feelings, you know, come out, especially when she have an audience. That ah, if she wanted it. to perform, huh? Like, I'm like, <laughs> you wait till all of these people get here to, to go, you know, but I mean, I'm going to say this. Like, I know that there's still pain from her Mm -hmm. past, dealing with, you know, all of the multiple kids my father had on her, the Mm -hmm. women, like, you know, all of that stuff is still, it still bothers her because she talks about it a a lot. But it's like when the liquor is in a system, like, you know how they say a drunk person speaks a sober. The truth. Mm -hmm. The truth truth comes comes out. We're feeling brave, Toya. Okay, we're like, oh. Oh, yeah, you get that liquid (laughs) courage. You like, you had... 21 kids on me. She, yeah. I was, it was so crazy because I wasn't expecting her to talk about that at that moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't I, think I anybody was, like, was. I was like, wait, where is this coming from? Because she, like, what made her talk about that? But you know what? It was such an emotional time for my mom. And I didn't even think about that. My mom had just went through the murder trial. She was, Mm -hmm. you know, isolating herself from everybody like at home. So maybe she was just thinking about like a whole lot that we really just could, you know, we wasn't even thinking about at the time. Mm -hmm. So after the fact, I was like, you know, that's probably what was the problem. And then she's seeing my dad again. And it just brought back so many memories because I realized yesterday on the show and I didn't even know that she said this. She said she lost. Yeah. Yes. That she lost that two of her deep. own children. Yeah. Yeah, she mm-hmm. was like, and, and two of mine is gone. Like when she started telling him he had 21 kids on her. And I was mm-hmm. like, I didn't even know she said that. I know. So, and that's yeah. why like with these with our shows here, there's so much happening in the moment because again, you're hosting a party, like you don't mm-hmm. realize that that was said. And he did seem a little blindsided and he's like, mm-hmm. Oh, she needs to take a nap, but Regine. She was like, mm, I don't think a nap is going to help this because, uh, you know, no nap is going to take away the damage of what a man does to a female. And you could tell, like, after a while, he was starting to process it because, again, there was a lot going on. So how mm-hmm. was he after things started unfolding? Because obviously we know you have to take your mom into the other room. But anything after that with him? Yeah, he was like, you know, trying to, you know, being ap- apologetic. Like, he was like, I don't know what happened. Like, what, this is what he was telling me. Yeah. He was like, because BD and Regine start coming at them. So he like, your mom, not BD and Regine. He was like, I'm sorry if I, you know, like, I don't mm. know what happened. I thought <laughs> everything was yeah. all good. Yeah. And he's trying but, to move forward. And he's like, what's what what happened? Yeah. But sometimes you have to watch what you say. You know what I'm saying? It might mm-hmm. not be the right thing to say at the time, especially when somebody is, you know, feeling a certain kind of way, like take right. a nap or what, you know. So Regine yeah. heard that and she like, uh-uh. Mm-mm. Typical yeah. Regine. <laughs> she like, no. She did the whole look too. She was like, no, no. Right. That <laughs> <laughs> not going to fix it. Right, 100%. So I'm guessing your mom didn't want to talk to Walter because according to her, he's a smooth talker and that's mm-hmm. how she ended up with those six kids. I know in the moment you weren't trying to hear her about his smooth talking ways, <laughs> but how was it watching that back? 
when I took a look back, like watching it, it made me realize that there's still still clearly a lot of issues between my parents that uh, that you know is not really resolved. Mm-hmm. Um, like my mom is like you know my dad don't really feel like he did anything for real because it's yeah. been so long ago, but you know when you look back at my mom past and you see all of the things that she's been through and all of the things that she overcame, it's like Mm -hmm. she still have a lot of things bottled up inside that hurts her that she rarely speak on. So it takes the alcohol and, uh, you know, like certain environments and I don't know for stuff to just come out for you to know exactly what she's feeling. Right. So it just made me want to just grab her and talk to her and you'll see as the show play out, you know, how that went. But yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was deep because I, I was not expecting none of that to go on. Right. Well, we also want to know, is she going to get to the grocery because like she didn't pass the driver's test yet? Are we going to see that play out in the show? Because I was all, she got, (laughs) she got the 75 and I'm all, yeah, I got 75s in class too, and I passed. Right. This not, not Georgia. For the driver's test. Georgia don't no. play unless it's in a quarantine where they were passing out, right? Weren't they giving out when license? They were passing them out, and she was like, I'm going to get mine. The thing is, my mom, like, <laughs> I, you know, I used to let her drive around here, and she would she just be panicking because it's so different from New Orleans. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, it's so many lanes. It's so there many really people. Is. Yeah, it's like she be freaking out, but she want to get on the highway and drive so bad. I'm like, where are you going? Like, you don't even have your license. You're not, you got to get yourself situated first. It's not New Orleans where you could take all of these back roads and get there in five minutes. Like, you have to literally oh, get on God. the highway or all of these lanes and you're and not merge your way in and out, miss. Right, yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on on those highways. Listen, a lot. She's like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get that. You know, she may not have passed that test, but we know that Red <laughs> seemed to have passed the son-in-law test. <laughs> oh, yes. My parents love Red. I to mean, be we honest, all do. Yeah, There is nobody that I have, I have ever introduced to Red, like in my family or my friends, like that don't love him. Like they call Red more than they call me. I'll be like, oh. <laughs> like, like, they okay. are so in love with him because he's such a calm like cool like you know it's not many things that bother him and he's always like the peacemaker in every situation Mm. so people always call him for advice because he's he's that person that you know how sometimes you ask somebody for advice and then you want to hear certain things red is not that person he's gonna actually tell you you know you might not want to hear what he have to say but he's gonna always keep it above yeah. Right. yeah, he doesn't well, feel like he ever hearing... gets angry. That's why I'm like, does he have an angry streak? Like, I don't know. Not that don't. I'm trying to put that out there, but I'm just not like, at all. Damn, good for him. <laughs> Even Keel that Red keeps it. But how was it when you heard your dad say that he felt he was thanking God for bringing Red into our lives? Not just your life, but our lives. <laughs> that was deep. We peeped that one word. That feel? <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, that felt good because he, the conversation you guys didn't get to really see the full conversation I had with my dad because, mm-hmm. you know, it was kind of like some deep things that were said that, you know, mm-hmm. I just didn't feel should be shared. But yeah. one of the things I told my dad is, you know, if it wasn't for red, like we wouldn't probably have this conversation right now because I was mm-hmm. really at a point where I feel like I tried this before nothing happened. And I'm just, 
tired of rejection from my parents and them not just being a parent and doing what they're supposed to do. So mm-hmm. by me telling him, you know, how Red played a big part in, you know, bringing him back around and, you know, wanting to get the family closer, he stuck with that. He like Red is a good dude because he know the real reason why I really was not messing with him. So yeah, mm-hmm. and you can you know, tell that Red was the driving force to that because oh, he's yeah. very encouraging with you too. He was all, "Listen, Toya, go talk yeah. to your dad." You're like, "I've been down this road before. If there's a detour, <laughs> let me know." <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> like, now, no, tired of it. <laughs> yeah, so we love. Obviously, everyone loves your relationship with Regine. Mm-hmm. mom and daughter goals and all i gotta say is whoever's trying to date her next better watch out okay because huh. <laughs> they claiming, better come correct they better right. come correct even right. well even us too we're all like no 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 okay right. so she's claiming the the whole dating rapper is over with no offense to tip etc like no 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 or her daddy she's like right. We're good, but maybe maybe a doctor or a lawyer so what are your thoughts yeah like i just honestly i'm I just want her to find, you know, when she start dating again and find the right guy, I just want it to be someone that treats her like a queen, that's yeah. respectful, that, you know, like just somebody like that, like somebody that's going to treat her right, right, period. Right. No, you know I what agree. I'm saying? Like, somebody that's not going to put her in a weird situation where no. it's like, why do I have to explain uh-huh. this kind of part? Like, that's weird. So I was, right. I was happy to see that we all have a coming together moment. Mm-hmm. I was yes. like, good job, Regine. <laughs> right. And speaking of Regine, I really feel like as a viewer looking on, I feel like this season we've seen a lot of growth in Regine. Just yes. like, you know, her her vibe, she just feels very comfortable in her skin and is exuding mm-hmm. a sort of a new confidence. Is this something that That's you're really noticing true, yeah. as a mother or is this just something that is you that know, we're pointing you out to you this? on VH100? <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. I feel like, you know, Last year, Regine was going through a whole lot. Like that was, you can say that was kind of like her first real relationship. Mm. And when things didn't pan out, like, because a lot of people put a lot of negativity on it from jump. And when it didn't work out, it's kind of like, you know, bam, we told you so. So she was in in the middle of fighting between, okay, I want to be this tough cookie like i don't care what y'all said this is mm-hmm. me though you know how kids you know they rebel and they just start turning into someone else and then after a while i started to see her come into herself like she started mm-hmm. being more comfortable She's yeah like, you know, worrying about that situation, started shifting her focus back on herself. She bought a house. She started decorating her house. She started getting back into her acting. She's doing like, grown woman classes. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like doing things that she was that she had stopped doing, you know, when she was focusing on a relationship. And then she mm-hmm. shifted her focus totally. Like, we even started talking more. Our relationship is better than ever. Oh, I love that. She come around family events. At one point, when she was in her little relationship, honey, I used to be like, oh, your mom is over here. Like, when am I going to see you? But She's like, you, you know, have another daughter. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and she's so close with her sister. Rain loves her. Rain called her the yeah. other day and was like, Nate, can you make a TikTok with me? And she oh. was just like, what do you know about TikTok? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's a mess. But they have so the cute. cutest yeah, they have the cutest relationship. I love that. But of course, like, you know, with confidence comes with a, a pairing of being pretty vocal, 
like mm-hmm. her thoughts on men or women proposing to men and why God gave <laughs> women and men knees. You know what I'm saying? Did she learn the knee theory from you? Because apparently for women, it's to twerk. For men, it's to get down on one of them to pop that question. Oh, I don't know where she get the uh, for women. It's the twerk thing. I mean, I love to twerk sometimes when we having a good time, but that ain't what my knees is for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey I so, love that, though. So I safe, love safe that. to say that you're not going to be the one proposing to Red, because even when you brought oh. it up to him, he was just like, oh, no, I would say no. And you're like, oh, shit. OK, this is this is how that went. A lot of it was cut out. And I don't know, like we were having a conversation, me, Latoya, and my and my other best friend Danielle. Mm-hmm. We went out to eat. We was having a conversation, and Danielle yes. was telling me and Latoya that because, like, we've been to several different parties, events, and stuff like that. And every time the marriage topic come up, I'm usually the one that shuts it down with Red being around. Mm-hmm. And Danielle be like, Toya, that's wrong because what you're going to do is you're going to make that man feel like, damn, I'm not marrying her. Like, I don't mm-hmm. like the way she speak on marriage. It's like no man want to get rejected, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Danielle suggested yes, maybe you should that. propose to Red. And right. I was like, what? So I I thought it was like funny. So that's what if I was really going to propose to Red, I would never ask him and be like, oh, what do you feel about yeah, no. proposing mm. to men? Well, I mean, I, I thought that was smart because if you really were serious, you would have got a good hint <laughs> I know. in that conversation. <laughs> oh, Maybe I, I should shift gears a surprise. He wouldn't have thought it coming, which I wouldn't have done it because I don't. I mean, I can't. I I can't imagine myself doing it, but. I just thought it was funny and I just asked him for his opinion. He's not that kind of guy that I can't even see. He, Red would be like, girl, get up. Yeah, <laughs> like that's enough. <laughs> this game is over. Come on now. Right, right. <laughs> nah. That is too funny. And we did this season, I feel like we're getting to learn a little bit more about Red, which is mm-hmm. really, really cool. We're, it's almost as if we're getting to learn more about him the same time as your family. So we feel yes. like we're family. But <laughs> one thing that I love about Red is how he talks about how, you know, he's been going to a therapist on his own since 2012, which I think is really, really cool. How important is that to you and the whole idea of, um, you know, self-care and especially as a man and as a black man? Mm-hmm. I think that's very important. And honestly, like when I first met him, like a little while later, maybe like a year later, he opened up to me and shared that with me. And I thought mm. that was like super dope. Yeah. Like usually when you hear somebody talk about therapy or any type of counseling or whatever, it's like you look, people think they crazy or something. <laughs> and they're like, what? Like, yeah. why are you doing that? There was a but stigma towards about, that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he spoke about it like, you know, this is something he do like he this is what keeps him going. You know what I'm saying? Like and I thought it was I thought it was dope for for African-American guy to just, you know, promote like he talks about it freely to right. his friends, his family, anybody like this is what you need to, you know, put in your life. Like you need to start doing this like it helps, which, you know, just helps you. 
And it yeah. definitely works for him. I'm like, okay, wait, where I sign up at? <laughs> yeah, I, love that. I love that he's a part of breaking down that stigma and, you know, the fact that he's so vocal about it because I honestly feel as if, if this is a tool that's working for folks, if we're keeping it to ourselves, we can't help other people. So I love how right. vocal he is about it and breaking down very that stigma. Vocal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like and it's, it really works. Yeah, and he did have that conversation with Tommy, which I think did help Tommy because Tommy was very reserved about like, okay, I don't know mm-hmm. if I want to go into this whole counseling situation with Latoya. But then, you know, at the batting cages, I think it was, he was just like, yo, I've been doing it by myself. And he was just like, what? So we are seeing that Latoya and Tommy are going through a little bit of a tough time with communication. And you and Carrie Hilson mm-hmm. visit her in a recording studio where we're supposed to do like a holiday EP, okay? But now she starts mm-hmm. crying. Did you have any idea that she was going through it that much? Well, she was sharing stuff with us, you know, like when different things that happen, she'll, you know, talk to us about it. And it, it was just one of those situations where it was hard to like really give an opinion or say anything yeah. because at the you time, the Tommy had just lost his, 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 you know, his mom. And it's like, yeah, I, I, I just didn't know the right words to say, but, you know, be there for my friend, pray with her and like, you know, let make her feel everything would be okay. And then it just kept going on. And it's like, you know, she's such a strong girl. And there's no such thing as a perfect marriage. Everybody go through things when they're, you know, when you're married or in a relationship, you go through things. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like they're going to get through this. It's just, you know, one of those rough patches in the marriage. And, and they'll make I'm them stronger, like a stronger marriage unit. Yeah. Too, so. mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, I couldn't imagine what it's like to lose a a, a mother. You know what I'm saying? No. So yeah, especially that's like a mm-hmm. yeah, like I, I could I couldn't imagine that. So it's like I I just don't know. I just wish that you know he's able to get it. You know, pull it together. They will. Mm-hmm. But I the, feel it. One thing I have to say, you know, that has been killing me a little bit that I'm noticing is becoming a reoccurring theme this season are those awkward airport goodbyes that oh, they're giving each other. Have you I seen? Have you oh, seen? Yeah. The one oh, side yeah. hug or the I'll holla The church you? hug. The church right, hug. The church hug. The official church hug. I was like, no, I've had that happen a couple times in past relationships of mine. And I get on that plane all sorts of pissed off. And I'm like, oh, fuck, we're about to take off. There's no way. Yeah. You better better get it together for these seconds, child. Like, I'm about to get on this plane. Give me a real hug, a real goodbye. What the heck Mm -hmm. is wrong with you? Yeah, we'll work that out later. But yeah, yeah. you gotta put that stubborn (laughs) stuff to the side sometimes. But, you know. I would, like, force a hug. I know that sounds kind of bad saying forcing, but like, I'm like, no, we are hugging. <laughs> and I'm like, like, you're going to give me a kiss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get all of that sugar. Yeah, that, I, love I don't know. He, they, he can't do that. I told him, I said, you can't do that, buddy. That's, yeah, well, we're learning. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. This is the process exactly. every day. <laughs> how, how is yeah. Little Rain doing, though? We love the fruit snack challenge. Right. Oh, my goodness. And then the resistant band squatting. <laughs> <laughs> yes that girl is a when i tell you like 
I wish we could just record all of the things that she do. It's always mm. something different every day. She keeps us laughing. And, you know, she really pays attention to everything. So it's so mm-hmm. funny, like, just watching her little self just do all this stuff. But my fruit snack challenge and her dad fruit snack challenge was totally yeah. different. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, ugh. Soon as I walked off, she said, "Okay, I'm gonna eat this. Yes. This coming there." She's like, "Okay, so we know who the disciplinary is. Fine, got it, <laughs> noted." <laughs> I love it. But yeah, thank you so, so much for answering our call. I know, you know, we haven't had a little slow morning because of Memorial Day. So we appreciate you sticking it out with us. And we look forward to see you getting that ring on that finger. Mm-hmm. Yes, honey. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, guys. We will <laughs> no, thank you so, so much. So have a beautiful day. And thanks for being you. Yes. Okay, you too. Have okay, a good bye. Day. All right. Bye. 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 Oh, thank you so much, Toya. I hope she wasn't like too hungover. Did you watch her Instagram I stories? I actually didn't, but I, I'm, is it too late? Is it 24 hours over? Not because yet. I you better like get I on it. I need to see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was a lot going on. So I was happy that she answered the call. And on next week's episode of Friends and Family Hustle, LaToya and Tommy have another counseling session, hoping mm-hmm. that one goes a little better. Right. And Tip is having another discussion, this time about trafficking. And we know that this has been a sensitive topic in the Atlanta area because on Love & Hip Hop Atlanta, Young Jock also had a forum. 100%. So yep. getting all those conversations together. It's so good. Then we had the series premiere of To Catch a Beautician with Tamar Braxton and celebrity hairstylist Johnny mm-hmm. Wright. I'm so here for I me. love that show. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. So their mission is to help clients confront beauticians who messed up their look, mm-hmm. putting mm-hmm. those beauticians through a boot camp and giving them a shot at redemption with said client. Like... I already said, Lejeune and I are huge fans of the show. Such mm-hmm. a good idea because you always walk in with, this is what I want, and then this is what you get. I know, I know, I know. All right, so let's call the woman herself. Let's call Tamar Braxton. I'm so excited. She better answer. Hello. <gasps> oh, snap. Ring, ring, ring bitch. bitch. Hey, we got Tamar on the line. Hey. Got Tamar on the line. Catch a beautician. Catch a beautician. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> She's like, calm down. Right. Congratulations on the new show. We absolutely, we are such big fans. It's so fantastic. I can't even process this. No, I Um, love it. How did you, how did you watch the premiere? Well, we had um, a teeny weeny, I mean, like the smallest Memorial Day cookout ever. Uh It happens. (laughs) We're all feeling it. We were doing the most, like like a chef was doing the most. It was only five of us, um, but we are all negative, I just must say, and we were all still practicing. (laughs) That's right. That's right. You better put that out there. She's (laughs) like, do not come for me. I am fine. No, because if you're going to do that, you got to be responsible. For real, that's cute. Like, it's just not. Yeah. I mean, I just had a birthday party and I literally had four people here, but I had so much confetti that it looked like there was 20 people here. So I t- we also did the most, too. And I also ate an edible. It was a mess. So <laughs> I'm glad that you <laughs> celebrated your series premiere in the right way. How did the show yeah. all come about? Yes. Well, um, the amazing executives at VH1 and... What? I have no idea who yeah. you're talking right. about. Yeah. <laughs> 
and Scout Productions developed this show with me in mind. And when they presented it to me, I mean, it was everything that I love. First of all, a lot of people don't know that me and my sisters grew up with my mom being a hairstylist. Mm. Well, she started as being a kitchen beautician and she later got her license and became ethnic oh, specialist. But, yes. so, I mean, just being in the house, you know, with girls in general, we always played in each other's hair and hair was always like a major thing in our household. So this was everything to me. Although I never really honestly practiced, you know, having like, you know, good hair care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess up until now, <laughs> I've always been somebody who's been very adventurous well, in that area. That's amazing. And I love that you say that about good hair care because one of the things that I love about the show are the little facts, the little tips that they give you throughout yeah. the show. Because I got yeah. one, you know, because first of all, you called somebody out in the episode about the edges. So hopefully they were watching this episode and they saw <laughs> the tip about opening the vitamin E capsules and rubbing it into the edges, you know, because folks- or they got my you grow girl because that sure enough works okay yeah okay <laughs> this is not an ad this is all fat all right i'm definitely gonna get that because you know my edges are slightly compromised i mean they're still there but i don't want to one day not have them you know so i'm gonna get Look that you you the right now i don't want to one day not have them i'm very serious about that anyway Oh yeah, but I love <laughs> I love that it's giving you facts throughout the show. Yeah, and not only just for the regular folks at home, but you guys are actually even giving facts to the hairdressers. So yeah. it's really really dope. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess for me, you know, I think education, you know, should never stop. You know what I mean? Especially like in the beauty world, like how many like tips can you get like on putting eyeshadow on? You know what I mean? It's 150 zillion on YouTube, right? Right. So, or how many other tips can you get about putting a weave in or, you know, the new, the latest installments of of weaves? You know what I'm saying? So it never stops growing. That's right. The industry is ever evolving and so should the talent or else you're going to be left behind. Ooh, okay, with you. It's like all to the nest. I'm like, all right, got it, Lejeune. This quarantine is getting to her. (laughs) So we had a two episode premiere starting off with Taylor, who is a client and Keisha hairstylist. Mm -hmm. And Taylor tried it. okay, by pinning this whole thing on Keisha, (laughs) to say the least. Not saying like she didn't tell you like, oh, I was actually with Keisha a couple weeks ago and applying the glue herself. So how did you think this was going to play out? Because I actually thought watching, I was like, oh, my God, it's definitely Keisha's fault. This poor Taylor lady. And then I'm like, oh, shit, because Taylor had some spice to her. Yes, but let me tell you the real key behind that. Mm. First of all, she beat you up right now if you keep calling her Taylor. She wants to be called Taylor Coco. Okay. Oh, I'm know. sorry. Oh, it's oh, baby. Be clear. <laughs> Taylor okay. Coco. It is. Listen, it's very Lisa Ray. Like, no, my name is not Lisa. It's Lisa yeah, Ray. Right. It's very much... Taylor Coco, get that straight. Okay. All right, get me, get me corrected. Coco. Thank you very much. Me right, so, my back. I, mean, I mean, and I just think that, you know, from that conversation on, you know, it just became like a lot. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. start to see like sometimes we, you know, get a get ahead of ourselves or full of ourselves right. yes. and think that we're entitled, you know, to, to things that we really aren't entitled to. Like you cannot sit in somebody's chair and tell them how to do your hair. Right. It's either you're going to go and get your hair done or you give suggestions or suggestions or you have a conversation in the consultation as to what the look is right. you know going to be mm-hmm. but how somebody does it you you don't have a right to you know just be extra and do too much and like waste somebody's time because somebody is coming after you right yeah. exactly Keisha did 
And especially like it's hard when you're directing someone what to do and then to turn around and be like, you did this wrong. It was like, sis, well, had you let me just do me how I was <laughs> going to do it? You know? This is what I do. Right, right, right. But Keisha put her on the spot real quick calling out that glue. And you even had a funny comment. You were like, girl had enough glue for Hump to put Humpty Dumpty back together again. I died. I was a The dead. Tamar one-liners. But when you and Johnny looked and you actually saw that there was actually glue caked up under there when she was you know attributing the damage to the tightness and the pulling and even saying that her stylist Keisha had an attitude that day and was doing extra pulling what were your thoughts when you saw the glue caked up there I was like girl stop (laughs) (laughs) stop it it. (laughs) you tried it no because no because we were really I know myself I was really feeling bad for her you know what I'm saying we all were but that's how we do without knowing the details we start judging people Mm. without knowing all the details so that's why it's very important to hear both sides of the story so you can assess the situation. Yes. hundred uh, percent. So, and yeah. I love yeah, that too. She had a lot of glue on that child. Right. It was a lot. And I love that too because that's the beauty of this show also because sometimes, you know, people always have these nightmare stories and they're like, don't mess with mm-hmm. this stylist, don't mess with this stylist. But no one is taking into account the part that they play. So I love that this yeah. wasn't all about, oh, let's call out the beauticians and let them know. But you yeah. were showing the, the customers, the clients also, like you have to play a role as well and how you're caring and upkeeping your style. So I think that's really dope. Absolutely. And then she, you know, Taylor Coco tried to say like, <laughs> women can be picky and she was like bringing Michelle Obama's right. name into it and Johnny's like, uh, skirt, skirt, pause. Uh, Michelle, our forever first lady is not that picky. Right. And she's just like, uh, uh, <laughs> I was like, yo, that's just a classic example of what I was saying, you know, when I first started, like sometimes people do too much, much and expect you know certain things that they're not entitled to like you know i think type taylor coco like in general is a nice person mm-hmm. yeah i just think that you know like we get spoiled by our stylist and we just have to remember you know the client stylist etiquette you know mm-hmm. and there is a line that you cross and you know what i if i was um Keisha, I don't think I would have done her hair. Mm. Yeah, well, no. she did say, she was like, she would get up a lot. It's a three hour process. And because that's another thing, too, if you're interrupting the process, like, how do you expect, you know? And also, Keisha's time is money. So it's also kind Period. of a little bit disrespectful to the stylist. Yeah, because you're wasting yeah. her time when she needs to get to her next client. So mm-hmm. it's a lot. That's just like any relationship, though. I mean, because this show for me is so amazing because it's never just about hair, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're in a relationship with anybody and it gets to be too much or too toxic or, or you can't handle the situation, it's time to get up and go. Right. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So that's sometimes people break up with the hairstylists. I know I've broken up with several. <laughs> it happens. We've you broken know, up with barbers, to too. Much. Well, Keisha <laughs> got to put something on face. And Keisha had a look on her face like, I don't know if I'm going to do this. And Johnny was like, I'm with you. I'm here with you. We good. Yeah, Let's go do it. Because Keisha is super duper talented. Yeah, her like, hair was flying when work. she came in. I was like, did yeah. you do this? You know? Right. So we almost missed that with Miss Taylor Coco mm-hmm. complaining in all her glue and her tracks. Taylor mm-hmm. Coco with the towel. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. What do you what did you think when you saw her covering her face with with the towel? I'm going to keep it 100. Do you remember that one part where um, Johnny held the towel up to his face. Yes. Yes. So I, I couldn't believe, like, I was like, that's why I was like, she did not do that. No, she didn't. He was like, yes, yes she, she did. did. And then you watch the episode, you're like, 
I was like, wow, sis, that's a lot. That is yeah, a lot. Yeah, Miss Taylor Coco was a little extra, a little bit. Yeah, because she was like, I'm not used to getting my hair done out in public like this. So then I thought, well, where does Keisha do her hair now? So I was all, oh, my God. So the reveal happened. She loves the look. And I did peep that she gave Johnny, Taylor Coco, a high five, but kind of left Keisha hanging. I was like, there's no love ooh, for Keisha over ooh, there. What I happened? didn't even peep that, easy. Oh, I peeped it. They absolutely did happen. She was like, yes, Johnny. And then Keisha was like, (laughs) sat there. So big ups to Keisha. Good job. I'm very proud of you. Yeah, Yeah. she killed it. She did kill it. And then we had another episode two with actress Cherry Johnson. Yes, she came in and got her hair burned off by Adele. And she was, you know, Adele did fess up and apologize after she was caught in... (laughs) act but it was just so frustrating because she sort of expressed when you guys initially showed the pictures that she knew that there was a quote unquote snafu so it's a little frustrating that she didn't give that heads up but do you have me dying telling Sherry girl you can't trust a hairstylist coming in here that don't have any edges now if you were in Sherry's position what would you have done if someone I mean you know I don't know because I know that she was on uh, a set, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yes. Uh, and she probably didn't have much of a choice, yeah. you know, at that point. But what you can do when you are on set, right, is you don't have to demand, but you can suggest, hey, guys, I don't really use a lot of heat in my hair like that. Can we come up with an alternative hairstyle, you know, that's going to be protective to my hair? Mm-hmm. And, you know, nine times out of 10, the director or producer will figure something else out. Yep. But, you know, I think that from the stylist point of view, she should have definitely had a conversation with production in terms of her tools. Now, I think what you guys didn't see is that she explained that she had fallen on hard times. Mm, yes. and she, Yeah. And she couldn't really afford to make sure she the had proper the proper working iron. tools, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's why I told her sometimes, you know, when we're going through things, we can get um, selfish. Like, oh, I got to pay this bill. Or I got to, you know, make sure I feed my kids. Or I got to make sure, I, you know, I, I have a roof over my head or whatever. I need money. So I got to go do this job. And But I know I'm going to do it incorrectly. Mm, like, yeah. that's just being selfish in your hard times mm-hmm. and causing somebody else you know, some type of, you know, pain or discomfort. Yeah. And I just think that we have to be really careful about that. You know, we have to start putting ourselves in people's, you know, shoes and see how things are going to affect them before we make the choice that we make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. Because uh, we do work on a lot of productions and I work with talent a lot. And one of my biggest things is hair and makeup. So understood, like, as you're saying, like, okay, sometimes on set you don't have a choice, but I get in there, I'm like, well... I talk to the talent. I'm like, well, where are you comfortable with and what kind of tools, et cetera? And then I'll like figure it out for them. So you're right. Like to be, ha- to have that open flow of communication. Cause if we don't have the hair and makeup, right. We're not getting in front of the camera. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm not going to lie. I do love how this whole thing didn't stop Adele from shooting her shot, offering yeah. her services to Cherry for pro bono you, for the punky Brewster reboot. She's like, Listen, yeah, if you need me. Do you think she should take her up on that offer? No, I don't. But Adele got hard. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I respect it. I ain't mad at her. I was like, damn. <laughs> she got hard. I mean, I mean, you burn somebody's hair out that bad. Like, you know, she was saying, like, as she was, like, flat ironing it, right? Yeah. Like, her hair was falling out, and she was putting the hair behind her back. Like, Becky, that, come on. Yeah, That's no, a no, lot. No. 
I, I can't imagine doing that, but it's probably like a lot of fun doing this kind of show. Obviously not for, for the clients who are going through the look, but just getting this whole show together, like the sting operator, like I'm sure that's probably so much fun. Right. No, it's like the best show ever. And I keep saying it's the best show on television. And I'm not trying to, you know, say that because I'm on it. I'm saying it because it's the facts. Right. Yeah. You know, you deal with every single emotion. You know what I mean? You're surprised. You laugh. Um, you get a chance to relate to somebody. You learn. You know, yeah. it just makes you feel good after watching it. Yeah. And I exactly. feel good about well, we it. So we to- got to ask you, yeah. do you, have you ever had a hair emergency that you can share with us? How many hair emergencies? <laughs> what, what's the most standing out one that you were like, oh my God? <laughs> um, I think that when I was much younger, mm-hmm. my sister Tracy put this um, perm system, like conditioning perm system in my hair. It was called New Era. Mm-hmm. And it was three steps. So it was like the neutralized. No, the first one was like the application, the neutralizing and like the conditioning. Oh, so my sister Tracy forgot to put the neutralizing portion in my hair. And when I tell you, I look like Tamar Patch Kid. I have patches of hair no. all over my head. Yeah. No. <clears throat> yeah. She just forgot. You know, it wasn't purposefully. Right. She forgot. Um, so I think that then my relationship with my hair basically went down the drain because, you know, once you're once you have a traumatic hair, you know, experience Experience. like that i think that you know it scars you and it prohibits you from having a really good healthy relationship with your hair Mm -hmm. like you you have you have amazing edges you probably have been into hair care how long honestly i've i've always been the type where i'm like oh i'll cut my hair off i'll have a caesar one day i either like my hair really short or really long so i'm like i don't care about my hair i'll cut it off she switches it up a lot i just now got into like really caring for my hair Got it. See, I just got into it as well. And but I can relate to, as to why I didn't have a relationship mm-hmm. with it. Because I was traumatized. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Teenager. Right. So before we let you go, we want to play a quick game with you called Wiki What, where we will list off some random facts from your Wikipedia page and you can tell us if it's true or false. Okay, cool. Cool. Are you ready? Sure. Here we go. First up. You have received a total of four Grammy Award nominations in your career thus far. True or false? True. Oh. Hey All right, LeJune, what's the next Question stat? number two. You and your sister signed your first deal with Ari- Arista Records in 1989. Is this true or did Wiki get it false? Um, I'm not too sure about the date, but that is a true fact. Hell, all right, we'll take it. We'll take it, Wiki. So far, so good, Wiki. The fans Wiki, know. Wiki, so far, you so know, good. You know Wikipedia is done by the fans. All the facts up there are facts that the fans put up there. Put in there. But we all oh, never know knew some, that. See? Yeah, some, sometimes somebody can come in and just add a little random thing. You're like, right. what? I and wasn't then a vegan for 1999. Asked, right, exactly, easy. And then when someone asks Alexa who you are, that's what she's going to say. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so that's why we got to get them right. All right, next stat. Maya provided the backup vocals and helped write the song Get None. True or false? Yeah, it's true. Okay. It was her he- song at first. Yeah. Hey-o. Okay. Yeah, because I was like, not sure. I was all, okay, we'll ask Tamar then. We'll figure that out. We got one more for you. Okay, so far so good. This is the last one. After you sang backup for Tony Braxton's Vegas res- residency revealed, a woman named Sparkle replaced you. Is that true or is that false? It's absolutely true. And I handpicked her because she was a really, really good friend of mine. I knew she could sing her face off and she had some rhythm and I knew she'd be perfect for Tony. Yeah. There we go. All right. Thank yeah. you for playing Wiki What? 
wasn't too bad. Price no, God. yeah. That's because you got good fans. They got it together. They got the facts straight because it doesn't back. always go this well. I'm telling you. <laughs> but yeah, we definitely look forward to more episodes of To Catch a Beautician. And we just got to know, is there ever a time that security is going to get involved? No, absolutely not. Okay. okay. We're adults. You know, we know how to conduct ourselves and have a conversation. And it's still juicy and it's still dramatic and it's still fun without people putting their hands on each other. I don't do that. Okay. And there you go. <laughs> Put that on her Wikipedia page too, right. everybody. Period. Right. <laughs> period. Period. Oh, speaking of period, I was in the... Um, Babyface 25th anniversary of Wait and Exhale and I saw so many periods from you. I was honestly there just to read your comments. Oh, thank you. I have a good time in those rooms. We all do. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for answering our call and again, congratulations on the show. Massive, massive fans and uh, yeah, we'll chat with you soon. Thank you so much. I had a ball. Thank Can't wait you. till the next time. Hey Alright, bye boo. Have a beautiful day. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Okay, you too. Mwah, bye. Bye. Can you believe it, LeJune? We got Tamar Braxton on the line. I'm so hyped. That was so good. That was so good. And big up, sir, for playing Wiki What with us. We always like to Wiki kind what? of bum rush people with a game here and there. Yeah, that was so good. So good. So good. Uh, love, love, And her love fans the show. got it good because, you know, it's, it's, it's sometimes Sometimes it's it could be wrong. Exactly. Yeah. So before we get Nikki Doll on the line to chat about RuPaul's Drag Race Reunited, LeJune, how can everybody get involved with us? Ladies and gents, there's only one way. Use that hashtag VH100podcast and get in on this combo. Always, always. So on to RuPaul's Drag Race Reunited. Our 12 queens are back together for a reunion. Yes. Come back, Shout out queens. to everyone who got this together because I can't imagine how hard it is trying to do like a virtual show. Yeah. Because no, even doing a podcast, like basing it off of Internet connections, sometimes I get a little, you know, delayed. Right. So there's all the, all this stuff. So shout out to everybody for doing this virtually. We always love a good reunion to see how everyone's feeling after watching the whole season back. I know. Because, you know, when you're in the moment versus watching it, it's different. And it was so good to see some of the faces that we missed. Hello. Mm. Exactly. And like Nikki Doll, for instance, feeling she did not need to be in the bottom after the Gaze Anatomy Challenge. Right. She got a little spicy. She was like, why did y'all say that I needed to go home and calling out specific people? So I say we call her. Yes, we shall. Let's get her on the line. Hello. Oh, snap. Ring, 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 ring Hey. <laughs> What's going on? I'm good. How are you guys? Very Clearly well. full of Thank energy, you. even though we just came off of Memorial Day weekend. Excited to chat with you. I can tell. You. I'm excited to chat with you, too, guys. I haven't talked to people in weeks. You know, quarantine is doing hard on me. So. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> same here. Yeah, we're both in New York as well. So, oof. Oh, but cool. our, are you still eating your feelings in quarantine? Because I definitely have and definitely think I gained about 10 pounds. I'm not going to lie. Uh, about the same. I, I wish I could stop eating my feelings. But uh, at this point, they're eating me. <laughs> that, oh, that's okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so when from Reunited, when you were asked to describe the season in one word, you said confusing. Why is that? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's funny because every time, every season when you watch the previous girls uh, talking about their experience, it's always the same thing that is being brought, which is, it's, it's not like what you think it is, it's very hard, it's harder than you think, and, mm -hmm. 
But until you experience it, you really have no clue of how hard it is. When it's yeah, called RuPaul's Drag Race, mm-hmm. baby, it is a race. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it was definitely a lot to to take in, in one, at once. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I feel you 100% on that. And we definitely saw you yeah. guys racing to make it happen. And you guys were killing it this season. 12 has been amazing. And I just want to know, oh. you know, because you said that the show has taught you so much confidence and to believe in mm-hmm. yourself. Aside from your right. baby role, what other roles were you a little unsure of yourself in? Um, I would have to say the improv challenge. The world's worst episode was definitely something where I knew as a, as a French person, having English as my second language, mm-hmm. having something that relies on being spontaneous and being funny on demand was something yep. where I would have a little bit more struggle. Mm. And so starting the season with an improv challenge was definitely not something that was easy for me. That makes yeah. it but a lot of sense. I feel you because... I went to Paris, France over the holiday break, and I was even stressed out trying to talk to a taxi driver. So I can't imagine uh-huh. being on a whole big ass show where you're like, oh my God, English is my second language. How am I going to be funny? Because I couldn't even be like, hey, I had to be like on the translating thing. Uh-huh. So I totally get it. I feel you. And <laughs> not, that, not that it's the same, but I was like, God right. damn. <laughs> yeah, but- it's, it, it, even, if, even if you have it in you and you can actually put it off, you need an insane amount of delusion and confidence to actually be in the right mindset for it. Yeah, that's know? 100%. And I, and I think that's what the, the, the judges were telling me. They were like, your English is great, but if you are not convinced that you have what it takes to do it, they can tell you as much as they want that your English is great. If you don't believe it, you don't believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got you. Now, mm-hmm. one of the regrets that you did have was saying that you should have gone home after the Gaze Anatomy Challenge. So watching that back, clearly you felt a little different uh-huh. about things. No, I mean, I think that um, you live in a distorted reality when you do the show. You you are so much in your feelings and mm. you are beating yourself so hard because you want to give your best and you want to impress everyone. That watching the show is like, bitch, you were not that bad. Why did you like sell yourself so short? You could have thrown many other bitches under the bus and it would have seemed just fine. But mm-hmm. <laughs> And then Dolly was talking about her elimination and she was like, Well, I feel like your group should have been in the bottom when it was you and Crystal and Widow. And uh-huh. I was like, Damn, were you shocked to hear that? <laughs> well, Shocked by the the person that goes home first? No, of course, it, it, I can understand, but I don't think we were supposed to go all in the bottom. Okay, and yeah, there you I go, because yeah. you're like, listen, we watched the whole season back, and I stand true in my word. I am confident in it. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but unfortunately, you got eliminated right before the snatch game. We mm-hmm. need to know who you had in mind. Who were you gonna do? So I was planning on being the queen of friends herself, Miss Marie Antoinette. Oh, I that's so good. <laughs> I know, I know, guys. I was, I was thinking, okay, who is known? And French, right. well, technically she's not French though, but who is known and oh. from at least French culture that I can play off and that will be able to speak to the audience in America. Right. And I came up right. with Marie Antoinette and because Marie Antoinette, we actually have no way of knowing how she was behaving. It actually gave me a lot of freedom on how to put my own, um, my own take on it. And so right. I wanted to play her as Paris Hilton in Simple Life, someone that is completely self-centered, privileged <laughs> as fuck, and that was dis- so great. And disconnected to the whole world. And of course, I would have stuffed my face with cake, which is very frustrating because when I saw Widow with the cake on set, I knew for a fact I would have took it from her hand and stuffed it in my mouth. Oh, like, that would have been Which would have been moment. so great. 
yeah, because we all know that the judges were like, oh, we want you to just like get more sillier and et cetera. And yeah. I was like, you were probably, damn it, that would have been my moment. Right. And especially right. whatever look, mm-hmm. I'm sure it would have been so, so great. Oh, yeah. I had a birdcage in my hair. I, it was it was a whole moment for sure. Oh, I'm sorry that we had to miss that. But with, with the Snatch game does come a lot of pressure and a lot of criticism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aiden's character did unfortunately put her in the bottom and she had to go home. Mm-hmm. So watching this whole season back, do you think Aiden was given a hard time? I think rewatching the show now, I can understand both um, why the judges were really giving, not a giving a pass, but really trying to believe in Aiden and make her and make sure that she can blow some because it is a stressful mm-hmm. competition and it takes a little while to get comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Um, because because she, I had no clue until I watched the reunion that Aiden was actually a bedroom queen and she had almost no performance background. So yeah. I think that she's definitely talented for someone that didn't really perform much. And I think that the judges were seeing that, but us, egocentric bitches in the workroom were like, well, <laughs> the bitch is not bringing in 100. I'm bringing it 150 and telling me I'm 40%. Mm. Yeah. So of course I think it was not easy for her. And yeah, which means she's probably like self-taught as well if she's like a bedroom queen. So it's, it's right. actually pretty impressive now, like in hindsight, putting yeah. everything into perspective. You're like, oh damn, she turned it out then. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. And you're like, wow. Yeah. But nonetheless, we got to talk about this nap. The nap. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. nap. How long was she actually asleep? Long, juicy, heavy, three <laughs> hours. Three wow. hours. Yeah. Okay. Maybe Aiden didn't get enough sleep the night before. We don't right. know what happened in the room, you know, when y'all go back. <laughs> so yeah. You're like, but no, no, no. No, girl, because none of us slept. <laughs> and there you go. But it was cool to find out that you did Pete Davidson's makeup when Rue was on SNL. Yeah. And you mentioned that you and Rue had a chat. Mm-hmm. I, obviously, we're not asking for every detail, but what was it about? So I I was at my house in, a, in New York, and then I got a call from uh, the production asking me if I was still doing makeup for people. And I said, because I'm, I have a background as a makeup artist. And I said, yeah, mm-hmm. of course. And then the, the production tells me, oh, because Rue is going to come in town. And then when that happened, my heart stops. I'm like... I am not doing Rue's makeup. Are you guys crazy or what? If I fuck this up, I am dead. So, and then they finished the sentence saying, uh, he's doing a skit with Pete Davidson and we would love you to paint him because we want him to look really stunning. So oh, I felt, I felt- That's a compliment to you. Totally. Right. I felt very humbled that they, they, they were trusting me to put like a celebrity in my hands. Uh, mm. And also between you and I, a cute celebrity. That was a- Hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's, he is a cutie. He's pretty cute. And uh, so I did his makeup. He was amazing. Even though he hates makeup in general, uh, he turns out really beautifully. And, and I had the opportunity to really see RuPaul removing his hat as a host or a producer and really see the performer and mm-hmm. see him apply everything that he's trying so hard to teach us. And that yeah. was, I've learned so much in, the, in this afternoon watching him perform that I probably have learned the whole, the whole season. Because he, yeah. he's such a natural, powerful aura. He has such a powerful aura. So it was very inspiring. Mm-hmm. And he gave me some very like meaningful advice for the future. Do not read the comments. Uh, make sure to Boom. like focus on yourself and make sure to take care of yourself. And um, yeah, he was just a great, genuine soul. And I, I did not Aww. expect to have this experience. So it was great. That's so cool. Good for you. Thanks, babe. Right. Of and course. all that said, that means the chat had nothing to do about 
Heidi's name then, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Nope. What are your thoughts on Heidi keeping her name? I think she should keep it her. I, I, should, I, I actually think that out of all the names, because in France, we don't do drag name uh, based on puns. And mm. hers, to me, is the best one I've heard in a while. I, yeah, I thought right. it was funny. It's yeah, so you know cute. Fans, the fans call themselves closet, closet cases. cases. Uh-huh. So once you, you, know, you, once you get that fan fans. base, it's a wrap. Right. Right. No, I, I, I love how I think it's a great was like, mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, but I love that she was saying, I don't care. Uh, until I'm here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let him name whatever he wants. And then when I'm going to leave, I'm just going to go back to hiding closet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gonna... <laughs> exactly. Smart. Like, the the, the smart fans are paying the bills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we want to play a quick game with you called Roo Who Roo What? Okay. Where we will quiz you on the who, what, where, and why from this current season. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you've been paying attention. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, are you boy. ready? Are yeah, you ready? Let's do it. All right. Question number one. Finish this lyric from I'm That Bitch. Oh my God. Watch me prance my way. Rue what is the rest? It's a line from your verse. Uh-huh. Watch me prance my way to the crown. Boom! Hey. <laughs> I like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> the little movement you did that. All right, Lejeune, next one. All right, question number two. For Choices 2020, Jada Essence Hall would distract her fellow presidential candidates by telling them to look Rue where? Look over there. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. Look over there. <laughs> that was right. so good. Question yeah. number three. During Reunited, Rock'em Sakura said her penis <gasps> looks like beef jerky. Rue, why? Girl, no fucking clue why. Who says that? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, when we recorded this, I was like, there is no way in hell this is going to make the take. And when I was watching my TV, I was like, oh my God, he made it. I even tweeted about I died. it. I even tweeted about it. I was like, I guess beef jerky made the cut. Yeah. Easy <laughs> knows why. The only thi- <laughs> Easy knows why. <laughs> the only thing that saved it and made it like watchable is when Heidi said, I love beef jerky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was so great. Yeah, because I even had to rewind. I was like, hold up, what did we just what say? Did I was she like, say? Okay. Girl. And on we go, because I was drinking some spiked seltzers and I was all, huh, <laughs> interesting. Right. <laughs> all right, Lejeune, what's the last question? Last question. This queen was the seventh one to go home. Rue, who was it? Oh, wow. Seventh. Seven. Shit, shit. Okay. Uh, uh, Dahlia. Um, uh, okay. Uh, Dahlia. Rock. Myself. Oh, that's that's painful to say. Um, Aiden. Brita. Jen. Uh, Widow. Boom! Ding! 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 Hey. Good job. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks for playing. Ruhu. Ru. What? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, anything else to get off your chest? Um. Nobody says ha ha ha. Sacre bleu. Either and just try to make sure to be the best ally for every of your immigrant friends. Sometimes they might not sound funny, but just have extra patience to understand what they have to say. Mm. That was so beautiful, Nikki. Thank you. And I think it's something that a lot of people need to hear. Yeah, because I I think it's never mean-spirited, but sometimes people need to be a little bit more sensitive about immigrants' cases. Yes, exactly. So, well, thank you so much for answering our call. And we see in the grand finale, our top queens have to perform a total of five songs, uh-huh. which is a whole bunch. So I'm sure you'll be rooting somebody on. I won't ask you who you're rooting for. That's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. But we shall see what happens. So thank you I'm so excited. much for answering. And we'll chat with you soon. Of Take course. Care. Thank yes, you so much for having me. It was you. amazing. Thank <laughs> you. Okay, bye. Bye.
Bye. Aw, thank you so much, Nikki, for picking up the phone for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. That was really intriguing to hear what her snatch game was going to be. I wonder if, I like, know. if she made it to snatch game, if she would have, you know, stuck through because that sounded promising. I'm not going to lie. I know, and especially the whole idea of snatching the cake and oh, that all of that. So good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is what it is. That's all right. So this does bring us to another close of our podcast. What, yes. is, what are you dedicating our podcast to? We have a lot of good moments this week. I know. I'm nervous right now. You should be. I, as we <laughs> as we get to closing, I'm like, oh, this dedication is coming soon. And there's so many things. It's the towel. It's the glue. But yeah. drum roll, ladies and gentlemen, because <laughs> I think I made the right decision. <laughs> what is this it? This episode is dedicated to beef jerky. Hey-o. Because, <laughs> you know, ladies and gents, it's quarantine time. So I know that there's more. Than one beef jerky out there. Out in these streets. Yeah, you're Either you looking like beef jerky or not. I it's feeling like beef jerky. I <laughs> there's definitely some soreness happening at some point right. where I thought either maybe switch up the hand or just stop. Yeah, just a couple <laughs> days off and then it'll be even better than before. We're back to normal. I know, but listen, when this quarantine gets lifted, I'm a little nervous about what's gonna happen. Not with me just in general, because I know that there's a lot of meat out there. Oh, that, like lot, the S T D rate? Boom, that part. <laughs> We will see. All right. So that is a wrap on oh, episode 57 of VH100. <laughs> Don't forget this Tuesday, we have another new episode of Wild and Out at 8 p.m. Eastern yes. Standard Time. Wow. Make sure to subscribe, comment on iTunes, and remember to spread the word. And of course, be sure to follow the official Instagram pages for VH1, RuPaul's Drag Race, Family Hustle, and To Catch a Beautician. Mm. And put an ad in front of all that because, guys, it just won't take you anywhere if you don't. Exactly. It's like, for instance, if you at E-Z-M-A-N-O-L-I, you'll find me. That's right. And if you're at I-A-M-L-A, June, like the month, you got me. Exactly. And the month of June is coming up, Lejeune. Mm. <gasps> <laughs> so make sure you're listening to us and keep it 100. 100. VH100 is brought to you by VH1 and Revolver Podcasts.